Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. How are you doing today, babe? I'm doing well. How are you doing this morning? Doing very well. Very well. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you what. It's a, it's a beautiful day, and <laughs> and it's not so beautiful um, for Ime Udoka. It's kind of a tough day for him. Tough week. He's got a lot of explaining to do, doesn't he? Boy, you got a lot of explaining, explaining to do. Explaining to do. Explain yourself, boy. Anyway, let me be quiet. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I'm a finance guy, and my wife is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work, and we like to talk about issues that relate to love and money and everything in between. Um, and first off, before we get started, let's do a quick house cleaning check. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me okay. Give me a yes if you can hear me okay. Sometimes we come in and there's something wrong with the system and we'll end up talking to ourselves for a long time. And just let us know you can hear us. Just say yes in the chat if you can hear us. Uh, also, um, thank you, Lisa. Lisa Omar. I thought I said Umar. Oh, Lisa Omar. <laughs> See, let me stop. Uh, thank you very much, Lisa. I appreciate that. And uh, also, shout out the city you're from. Let us know what city you're from. Uh, Claudia Hairston, good morning. I, I got to say hello to the family first before we get started. Mar Marcelino Martinez, he says hello to the doctors. Well, hello to you, too. April Phillips says they both knew he was engaged. Can't trust men or women. Ooh. Mm -mm. Uh-oh. She sounds triggered. Jackson Renea, uh, Pamela, Michael, how are you? Uh, Janet. Uh, Lisa's out of Omaha. That's Warren Buffett territory. Barry Chenault, how are you? Vic Powell says Albany, Georgia. Doris Kimbrough Burns, good to see you. Uh, Alan Benson out of Louisville, Kentucky. I was just in Louisville for a conference, so uh, that's my home city. Uh, let's see, Gina says, just messy. Maria says, San Antonio, Texas. Final thought is out of Detroit. All right, so let's get started. Give me a yes or no in the chat. How many of y'all followed any of this? Did any of you hear the story about uh, Ime Udoka, who is the extraordinarily talented head coach of the Boston Celtics. But he was only able to show his talent as a coach for one year. Uh, for one year, he literally performed a miracle with the Celtics. They were 18 and 21. They had a losing record. And then he took over. I mean, he literally, you know that movie, The Bad News Bears? Yes. <laughs> like, that's that's what he did. He He took, they were the Bad News Bears. And my man took that team all the way to the NBA Finals. That's right. Did they win? They didn't win, though. They did not win. That's but right. but he took the. I mean, he brought he. I mean, it's funny because you think about Boston. You know, you got those like racist white people in Boston. You know, in Boston, you know, we we all like the dorkies here in Boston. And they they, they and but check this out though. But this brother like brought back Celtics glory that they lost. You know, when Larry Bird left and all, and Rick Pitino came in and. Uh, you don't. You probably don't follow any of this, but but just the backstory because I follow some of this. Rick Pitino. I was at Kentucky at the time. Rick Pitino was the head coach. He went to Boston. How and, did he do? Oh, he did terrible. He he recruited. First of all, he recruited all his players from Kentucky, like four or five of them, and they called them the Kentucky Celtics because he thought, well, if we won championships in college, we can win NBA championships. No, it didn't work. And also he signed them up with these long-term contracts and really screwed up the organization for at least like 10 or 15 years. Like when I was teaching on, um, at Syracuse University, I remember when I brought up Rick Pitino, one of the, the kids was a Celtics fan. And he said, do, he said, do not bring up Rick Pitino's name in my city. I hate that guy. <laughs> like, cause he ruined the organization. So, so long story short, Ime, 
I was super proud of this brother because he brought the Celtics back to the glory that they lost. Okay, so a white man took it down and a black man brought it back up again. Yes. That is not the agenda in Boston. It ain't the agenda, but you know what? I think that they'll they'll love anybody if you help them win. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think now if you mess you, up, you think now, really... now if he was losing, they probably they probably want to like string him up. You know, that's how they are, right? They they but they like black people to help them. They don't care. I mean, they're not. I mean, don't get me wrong, they are racist. There is racism there. But then again, I mean, let's be real. Like sometimes I know some black people who are racist, but if you're like a white person who like gives them money, they'll like you, they'll be your friend. Or if they get to know you as a person. Think about think about how many think about how many black people you know who would just say terrible things about white people, but they got like white friends and stuff. Ah, uh, well, they don't mean everybody. <laughs> but that's so interesting. So he is suspended for one year, boys. Yeah, yeah. So he got a one year suspension, and uh, and the interesting thing is they don't know if he's gonna come back actually because now the woman that he slept with it was all consensual. She wanted it, you know, she she wanted it, he wanted it, they did it. Um, she's now saying that he made a com an unwanted comment toward her, so that may cause it was him more to than one it. comment, though, right? I think it was a slew of comments that she because I think, like, in order for you to really say that, someone has to make a comment to you, and then you have to say, Please don't make that comment to me anymore, and then they do it over and over again. And I think that's when it starts to get into the harassment category. That whole thing is just messy. Who said messy? Someone said the whole thing was just messy. Everybody said the word messy in the chat. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and it became even more complicated because he's engaged to Nia Long, apparently. <laughs> uh, but it's a weird engagement, right? So he and Nia, they had a baby together in 2011 when they were dating each other. And then they got engaged in 2015. But then Nia has publicly stated that she does not want to get married. Which mm. is kind of strange if you have a fiance, right? And also engagements don't last six years typically. So so a lot of people are talking about it and sort of confused about they it. They just weren't together. That engagement was called off. That's why we haven't heard from Nia Long. She's done with him. Mm, okay. no, people they just don't really announce it. It's mm. just I don't I, that's my impression. So you think Nia see so that they were just kind of like, well, we're just gonna have it like to be continued like we're just not going to address it or they could be in limbo or they could be on a break i just get the impression they probably weren't together mm. what do y'all think y'all think they were together or not but but it's, it's caused like a lot of conversation on the internet mm -hmm. because a lot of people are like oh my god how could you cheat on me along you dirty dog you cheat on me man there's a lot of cheating going on did you see the the lead singer of maroon five I don't know what you don't know Maroon it's, Five. Uh, they there, got that really a bunch of white boys. Yeah, but they really their music is really good. <laughs> you but you would know. Thing, I have no. I idea. think I can't remember his name. Adam Levine or whatever. He was cheating on his wife. She's pregnant. She is a um, she's a Victoria's Secret model, mm -hmm. and she got cheated on. Wow. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> it's <laughs> well, like. <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, first of all, actually, before we move forward, let me let everybody know. You listen to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. My background's in finance. And my lovely wife, my lovely black, beautiful wife, is um, a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. And we like to talk about topics, particularly those that relate to love and money. That's kind of where we intersect. And uh, and actually, I have a book called Financial Lovemaking. If you would like a free e-copy of the book, you can actually go to boyceandalicia.com 
or you can get on Alicia's Black Singles Database for free, or you can um, get, uh, take our Black Love Challenge. We believe in Black love and we believe in Black families. So uh, go to boystonalicia.com and uh, connect with us and, um, and we'll take care of you. All right, so and hit the thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. If everybody could please hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, give me a yes in the chat once you're done. Let us know uh, that you're connected. I want to stay connected with you because I think we can help you. All right, so so here's the thing, right? Let's talk about the cheating aspect. A lot of people, it's really interesting to me when I see people that are like, oh my God, you cheated on Neil Long. How could you cheat on Neil Long? Where does that come from that people believe that if you have a really attractive mate, that <laughs> cheating should be impossible because she's just so beautiful. You you won't see another <laughs> beautiful woman. There's no way how in the world could, your eyeballs are now broken. All you can see, you know, I mean, I don't get that when people are like, oh my God, <laughs> you're, you're married to Beyonce, Jay-Z. How could you cheat on Beyonce? That is so funny. And there's so many people that think that cheating has to do with the person. It has to do with the other person. Mm. So it has to do with the person cheated on. Mm, I, yeah. I, it just really kind of makes me furious when I ever see that. You know, so where. Is, so Dr. Mm -hmm. McLaughlin Watkins. <laughs> Do not call me that. <laughs> so what, you is, wrong. what is your um, theory on cheating? Cheating has to do with the person who's cheating. It has to do with you. You're mm -hmm. the one. You're the cause of the cheating. It, people always try to blame someone else. Mm -hmm. They blame this person. Oh, I haven't seen them in a while. And, oh, I haven't. Um, we're not um, connected. It, it just has to do with the fact that I think, um, I think you need to communicate very well what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people are just untrustworthy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes cheaters just lie about everything that's going on in their life, mm -hmm. you know, so they do different things. They lie. Not only are they going to lie about who they're with and their partner, sometimes they just lie about different things like money and and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's, it's it's who you are. Sometimes cheaters. And it's funny because in my office, when I get infidelity, when couples come to my office and infidelity is an issue, um, I think that uh, what is really key is that infidelity happens and the hurt partner wants to know why. And when I do get couples where the person is able to dig down and able to describe and explain what led them to be unfaithful, I think that type of scenario has the best outcome. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Somebody mentioned in the chat, I think it was Kenneth, who mm -hmm. said, he said that, that this brother's, now he, he used the cultural stereotype now. He, he, he said he's Nigerian. His father probably has four wives. Now, I think that's a stereotype, right? We don't know what's going on with his life or his family or any of that. But, um, and actually my DNA says I'm one third Nigerian. So we Nigerians are very offended by that statement. But anyway. Um, I think I'm 12% Nigerian or 18 Okay, well, that's yeah. cool. So I don't like that either. Shout out to all the Niger pseudo Nigerians out here. I, I'm right. proud of my Nigerian blood. And, um, you know, and, and I, but what about the aspect? What about the fact? What about this idea that maybe this, you know, this uh, polyamory, poly, you know, poly, whatever you want to call it, uh, mindset could be just cultural, just, you know, hey, where I come from. You know, if you got big money, this man is very wealthy. He's very good looking. He's a handsome man. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't see men that way. You know, ladies could probably give me a better assessment of it. But, you know, think about this. You're, you're six foot four. You're the, uh, you're the very handsome, very wealthy. 
head coach, superstar head coach of the Boston Celtics. What do you think of the odds that maybe this lady, you know, was like, hey, I'm going to get me a piece of that. And and that, you know, and then maybe it just. You think the lady turn, came on to him? Well, I'm going to. he wasn't able to, like, fend well, her off? Well, I'm going to say this. You know, I, I personally, as a man, am confused about this idea that consensual sex is almost seen the way people used to talk about sexual assault. Like that somehow, you know, because so to me, if, if he's suspended for consensual sex with a woman that wanted to sleep with him, yeah, sure, they work together, but human beings are going to be human. It, people have been sleeping with their co-workers since jobs were invented. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, to me, if he, wait, so let me mm-hmm. see this finish point, and then I'm, 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 I'm oh, I love to hear it. No, so, so my thought is, if he gets suspended, then why don't she get suspended? Well, how do we know she wasn't suspended? I didn't read anything about it. Now, you're right. It could have happened, but, they, did, but they, did, they didn't mention that, though. Yeah, I don't know how, we don't know that she wasn't suspended because they said it was against their policy to have people have that dual type of relationship when you're in a relationship. And I think that if you do meet somebody on the job that you are attracted with, I think you have to report it to HR. Mm, Isn't that how it is? Like, are we really in this relationship? (laughs) We need to fill out paperwork and actually submit it to HR. That's real. That's a, you know, I mean, and that's a crazy world that we live in Mm -hmm. because it's very strange that you have to tell HR what your personal life is. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't Mm -hmm. like that. Like I kind of, I don't think, I don't know how many of y'all give me a yes or no. How many of y'all would feel comfortable telling HR who you getting busy with, especially if you, I use the old school term, getting busy. I yeah, think, like, but I think it protects like especially, you. Especially if you're doing some of that unregulated sex. Like if you sleep well, with somebody, you ain't supposed to sleep. Come on. How many of y'all have ever been in a situation where you had something going on? Like, remember that song? Secret lovers. Well. Yeah. That's what we are. I mean, but seriously. You so can't the, keep it a <clears> secret <throat> nowadays. Yeah. Like, I like I think, I, I'm, I will be willing to bet you that out of all the sex that, that happens on the job, <laughs> about a third of that, at least, is sex that ain't supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm, it's taboo. Like, you sleeping with somebody, you, you know, you 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 pretend to be the good girl, but you really want that thug. Oh, gosh. You, you know? really think that scenario happens? Yes, I do. I've oh, seen geez. it happen. I, I have seen I have seen scenarios where I was... I, there was one time I was sitting in college, right? And I was sitting with this dude who's a street dude, and there was this little prissy white girl and she was sitting there and all three of us were having a conversation and i was so naive i didn't even realize that those two were flirting with each other because i never visualized those two being together and and then he comes back and tells me an hour two hours later he says oh yeah that girl we just met i had sex with her just now i said what <laughs> i said what he said he said yeah we went back to you know i helped when i helped her carry her stuff up to her room <laughs> it all went down i said all this, ha- and I kid you not, their whole courting process occurred right in front of me, and I didn't even see it happening. <laughs> like, and they, because they were talking about like English class and stuff. I didn't even, I was sitting right there. I saw it. I saw when he met her, got to know her, and within like an hour, are you kidding? This prissy, an hour? this prissy little white girl was sleeping with this. Oh, well, you know, yeah, like people That's do stuff like that, they do. Yeah, so so yeah. so to me, I just think that when you're when you're talking about something as powerful as love, sex, and attraction, you can never underestimate the 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 chaos that occurs beneath the surface. So so here's my deal. Here's what I'm saying. I just think it's a little bit naive of us to think that everybody who's 
having sex with anybody on their job is always going to feel comfortable reporting it to HR and putting it on the public record. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and and that right there just makes it awkward. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it is awkward because you spend so much time at work, or we used to spend so much time at work. I mean, sometimes you spend more time at work with your coworkers than you do with your own family, and so mm. it makes sense that relationships would develop. You know, it really does make sense. But I think the issue—I mean, just think about it—you're a coach of a um, of a major basketball team, so you're traveling around. It's you know, you're in the thick of the basketball season and mm. then you're engaged to Nia Long, who's making movies and television shows and getting her career going. Her career is pretty well established. I mean, can you imagine that? It's really difficult to stay connected throughout well, the entire process. Well, you know, um, I, I, I do agree. Right. So I think that there's like the, the practical reality of how how hard is it to maintain a traditional relationship when you're in the NBA? And then you're allegedly, supposedly engaged to a woman who is a Hollywood actress, for God's sake. Who won't marry you. Well, maybe he's upset because I wonder if, you know, she had this baby and he wanted to maybe he wanted to settle down. And she made a public announcement. I do not want to get married. I think I think I don't know. I think at that point we're reading too much into it. Like we don't know what happened in their relationship. You know, we don't know who didn't want to get married. Maybe it was an agreement. Maybe it was her. Maybe it was him. But but my but my thought, my point is just the logistics of you know, him being a busy NBA head coach. It's a lot of stress on him. He's working all the time. (laughs) He's always on the road, right? Mm -hmm. And she's a busy actress that's always working, always on the road. So at the very least, we know that their ability to connect like a typical couple that's together all the time is limited. Do you remember that NBA player? um, It was Doug something. He got, I remember he had a real high vertical leap and he had a wife who literally would drive behind the NBA bus. <laughs> you kidding me? No, she, she was playing. She followed him <laughs> to every city. She was like the only way I can keep him from, you know, from cheating is to always have be there and have that stuff available okay, for him. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Like a So you know, system. you know for sure that okay, so the motivation for her traveling behind the bus was not to support her husband was but was to make sure interference so that he doesn't cheat on her that don't work like that well okay it should have been okay let's just be clear she (laughs) came off a little crazy it came off a little weird right but now now he was actually it was doug christie thank you uh thank you watching lakers yeah so it it was it was awkward it was weird people made fun of it people thought that was strange that is strange and then it looks kind of desperate for her to be like driving behind the bus like everywhere they were cheat on her anyway it doesn't make a difference possibly possibly but here's the thing here's the thing he was with it he was cool with it he was like thank you it was almost like like okay these women are drug like or and and I need my AA sponsor with me, you know, to keep me from going in the crack house or going into the bar. So 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 he was cool with it. She was cool with it. And and when they were both cool with it, I was cool with it. No, that means there was no trust between the two of them. You think that that's what? It, but yeah, what because I, it, it was just like what I said. It's about trustworthiness. Yeah, but what about all that temptation? I kind of feel like it. You know, with NBA coaches and players. I don't really think most of us can relate to what it would feel like to have gorgeous but very attractive people around you all the time, constantly offering you anything that you want. I I, I don't think you have to be a bad person to fall temptation to that. And I think that their awareness of like 
we're not dealing with a typical environment. We're dealing with an extreme environment. Like, like, like I'm trying to be on a diet. Everybody has you temptations. Know, everybody does. Mm -hmm. But it's different when your temptations are thrown in your face constantly. You know, like, like if I'm trying to, it's one thing if I'm trying to eat healthy. Like, for example, when I was trying to eat less sugar, you know what I did? I didn't buy candy. I didn't have any sugar in the house. So whenever mm -hmm. I had a craving for sugar, sugar would, I'd be like, damn, well, to get some sugar, I got to get up and go to the store and put my clothes on. I don't well, what do gave it. you a craving for sugar? What triggered your craving? It's just good. Yeah. I mean, so you, cause you're so used to, I mean, there's a lot of people that can trick their mind. There's different things you can do to trick your mind and say, I don't want to have all that sugar in me. Okay. I don't want all of that. I don't want to have to go to, I mean, there's people who emotionally eat, but really if they deal mm. with their emotions then they don't have to. So what I mean is that it's just, it's internal. It's them. What if you just like sugar? What if you just, what if there's no emotional trigger? What if it's just like, well, if you have a candy tastes sugar better than Brussels sprouts. I want some Does candy. Really? <clears throat> Man, you ain't had no Brussels sprouts like me. See, you're weird. Well, <laughs> I'm you're, not weird. I love well, your Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts are good. You just cook everything so well. Oh, well, thank you. See? Yeah. See, you got my cooking. You don't need no other cooking. I uh, know. <laughs> you are nice and full. Man, don't y'all be cooking nothing for me. <laughs> he nice and full. He don't need no meal. <laughs> He's already fed. Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I don't even care. Like, you have to just, why no trust? Why just say, mm. go to your games, and I'll see you when you get back. Mm, okay, okay. All right, everybody. Well, in case you just got here, you're listening to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, Dr. Alicia is a licensed therapist. She sees couples and individuals on a regular basis. And uh, her website, if you want to know more about what she does, is coachingwithdralicia.com. You can follow her on Instagram at coachingwithdralicia. And also, don't forget, she uh, Dr. Alicia is going to do her speed dating again this year, which was a huge hit at last year's All Black National Convention. Convention. Uh, the All Black National Convention is a premier gathering of B1 uh, Black First people from all around the planet. If you so, if you believe in things like Black love, Black wealth, Black unity, Black power, if you love Black men and love Black women, the All Black National Convention is the place for you. This year, we're going to meet in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and uh, it's um, and you can learn more. It's October 28th to the 30th, and you can learn more by visiting All Black nationalconvention.com. I'll put the URL on the screen and uh, the convention's a month away. So we hope you guys will come by and uh, we'd love to meet you in person. Okay. So, so let's, 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 let's sort of uh, switch gears just a little bit here. I'm going to uh, put a picture here. That man, do you know who that man and that woman are in that picture? I know, you know, mm -hmm. can you see it? Mm -hmm. That's my mother and my father, my father, Larry Watkins, uh, married my mother in 1974. He's not my biological father, but he is my dad in every way imaginable. Um, and they have been married for almost 50 years. They'll be doing their 49th year anniversary next year. Number 50 is right after that. I have watched them stay married in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 2000s, in the 2010s. And, um, and, and I admire that. I have a tremendous amount of respect for that. He also taught me manhood and, and a lot of good things that I, that I carried through my life. Now, the reason I bring my father up is this. My father's also kind of crass. You know, he's a Vietnam veteran. He cusses a lot. You know, he was a cop for 25 years. He's killed people. He's actually had to kill people before. Now, here's what uh, here's what my father told me. My father gave when I got my job at Syracuse University, I joined the faculty. Here I was. I was 30 years old. I um, I was the only black person in America to get a Ph.D. in finance. So I was hot shit. 
I was getting recruited a lot. I was making six figures. I was single. I could do whatever I wanted, you know, and, and my, my attraction level seemed to just instantly jump with women that met me. Oh, he's, he's a professor who makes a, there women a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, here's what happened. So what my father did was, um, did you have temptation? Well, let me tell you the story. Okay. So when <laughs> I took the know. job at Syracuse, one thing my father said to me was he said, don't fuck anything on that campus. That's how he said it. He said, don't you, actually, he said, don't you fuck nothing on that campus. Mm-hmm. And I took it to heart. I just didn't do it. Now, this was before the Me Too era and all this other stuff. But he literally, he was just kind of saying, you know, if you have <clears throat> a sexual urge, you better fulfill that urge somewhere other than your job. And uh, and I, I just took it to heart. I didn't understand it exactly why. I didn't see anything wrong with two people being attracted to each other that work together because I think you're working all the time. You're around your coworkers a lot. These these workplace attractions happen all the time. I don't think that they should be criminal, but I took my father's advice. So years later, about eight years in, there was another professor who was the same age as me who got into a relationship. Now, he was dating a student, which which I think is an absolute no-no. And uh, but it was consensual. He was maybe 29. She was 24. So it's not like the age gap was They're a both big adults. deal. Mm-hmm. Right. They were both adults. But she after the, the relationship ended, I think six months later, she reports him for sexual misconduct. Now, I don't even know what sexual misconduct was at the time. I, I, I you know, I was like, is it rape? It doesn't sound like rape. But but either way, though, I remember specifically seeing his mugshot on tv like they had him on tv like he was oj simpson like he like he really killed somebody and i remember thinking about what my father's advice in terms of you know just like i think men have to protect themselves like you can't you know i and i so i so i go back to um this brother with the celtics wow i'm i'm looking at it more so from a real life standpoint i think america has a bias against men and black men in particular um, I think that he probably is the apple of the eye of a lot of women that, you know, that he works with. I mean, look at him. the brothers, tall, handsome, wealthy, powerful, successful women are going to like that. I'm sorry. People act like women are innocent little victims. They don't know what's going on. That's not true. Um, it's not and- always true. Sometimes it is true that women are victims of like for real harassment right where, where you can document could you please leave me alone and they don't do it right and i think that and it takes a lot of courage to to stand up and to say something about it by the way right and i think mm-hmm. that i think that it, and i think if that's the case i hope she documented that mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know to show like okay this guy was really harassing me but the fact that she slept with him voluntarily she wanted to sleep with him that to me says that i think it's patently unfair that that he's gonna lose you know his reputation been, he like yeah it is bad he, he, or he ain't no rapist that's what i'm saying he could have been obsessed with her mm, i mean that happens yeah, sometimes she, she could have put it on him she could have put it on him and, she, and he just like following her around she's <laughs> like oh, no, I don't do look she probably had many conversations frank conversations with him like listen you do this one more time you are overstepping your boundaries like i'm gonna have to report this you are gonna have to stop like, I mean, we haven't heard her side of the story, but I mean, I know we see men as victims and I know that they can be victims at times. I said, but, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they can be obsessed. You True. know, you never know. And, 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 know and, and, and women, too. I mean, I had women to, can be obsessed, I, I too. To, I had to threaten to put a restraining order on a woman. You Several know, women. When, when I was, you know, single. actually, you're right. It was more than Several one Several women. women you had to put a restraining order. Right. So ultimately, mm-hmm. it wasn't several, it was two. 
But, well, but and one woman I did couple. one woman I didn't even know her. She was literally just a crazy fan. Another woman I did have a relationship with, and I remember having to do things to keep the distance. So it does happen to men and women. And I think with this case, the, the idea here is that that nobody knows. Like nobody knows. And I'd be curious. Like if she says he made inappropriate comments, I'd like to hear what those comments were. You know, mm-hmm. and, and exactly how it went down. Uh, oh, I'm sure I, this this investigation has been going on all summer. I'm almost certain. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about it all summer, and they just put a press release out recently. Yeah. Well, I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. Um, it, they probably, I'm hoping they did a thorough investigation because he's he's a great coach. And I think the Celtics organization, they, they don't want to lose him. So for them to make that decision to suspend him, does imply that perhaps there is more to it than the public knows. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I I think my concluding point on this would be, um, you know, in terms of thinking about those who are in the audience, those of you who are listening is you got to warn your sons about this. You know, you have to warn your sons because black men are given this do this cultural duality. That's very confusing. On one hand, you listen to hip hop music and rappers all the time, telling you to run around and sleep with whoever, you know, whatever pretty girl walks by. Right. And you're getting that, that extra boost of 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 excessive hyper masculinity that leads you to think that sexual promiscuity is one expression of that which we can debate that or not it's up to people to decide but then on the other hand you're in corporate america where in corporate america if a man if a boss if you become the boss and you got money those women that work for you and underneath you are going to be attracted to you and they're going to throw stuff at you and and you may be tempted to take it. But then the consequences are huge. There's so many black men I've seen. I remember hearing about a Nike executive who's doing a great job, who lost his whole career because he had consensual sex with a co-worker. So you got to warn your sons. That I think that's the point. I think it's just terrible that we have to, like, put all this fear into people. Like your father, I mean, he almost, like, put the whole fear into you <laughs> when you when you started mm. this. I mean, it's how exciting. You got this new job. Is this your first equity position? Yeah. <clears throat> Ohio State. Like, how exciting <clears throat> is that to, like, go on this campus, like minds, smart minds, and, you know, you want to get out, you want to meet people. And you. it is possible that you could meet somebody and actually fall in love with another faculty member. Mm-hmm. And actually get married. Like I, there's there's faculty at my university <clears throat> who um, who met on the job, got married, and had children, and they they retire together and mm-hmm. they grow old together. Like I've seen so so many scenarios where it's turned out great, and mm-hmm. you know just that that we have to have this conversation where we have to just like implant uh, mistrust, fear, mm-hmm. um, hesitation anxiety nervousness like you ain't even start your job and you scared somebody's gonna oh i hope they don't take it the wrong way and it's gonna get to the part point where uh, men are just never ever gonna want to ever come on to anybody yeah yeah everybody loses when when you create that environment of fear because i can tell you when i was at syracuse i worked with a couple of black women that i knew were single who were very attractive who i think were interested in me but literally I looked at them like, like almost like I was talking to another man. Yeah, I mean, like, how like terrible I'm not, that? You could have passed not, up. Oh, you, go ahead, I'm sorry. You could have passed up somebody really good for you. Yeah, who's yeah. in your field, like minds together, work on projects together. I mean, yeah, but yeah, my my feeling was like I worked too hard to get my PhD to throw everything away over sex. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to throw it away. You know, and, and, you know, people flip the script and all that. So I'm not saying this guy's an innocent victim. I don't know. We don't know the situation. But I really think that this this interesting workplace culture that we've established 
where we treat consensual sex almost like it's a type of assault. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think that that's fundamentally wrong. Well, I and, think they. And I think have... black men have to. Be, I think mm-hmm. black men have to be really careful. And mm-hmm. I think, and that's one of the reasons why I was really happy to have my own business because I don't have to live by those co- those corporate rules. I get to date you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and ain't nobody gonna file an HR complaint. Go ahead. Yeah, but things can come out. I mean, you definitely don't want to mm, date true. any. You definitely don't want to hire anybody that you date. You know, to work well, for your company. That's true. And I, well, I think, that's a terrible. Well, thing I think also, do. I think also the environment that we live in now, where you have remote work, right? Since the pandemic. A lot of people are working from home and all that stuff. I really think that probably keeps a lot of people out of trouble. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so, so um, anyway, guys, we, we, Alicia and I have to run. We got a meeting in yeah. a couple of minutes, but uh, we want to say thank you guys for joining us today uh, on Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, also, uh, just a reminder, um, my new book is coming out, actually, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. Uh, and uh, I'll let you guys know more about that as it happens. And also, uh, Alicia's website, if you want to follow her and see what she does, she sees couples and things like that. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. Uh, that's the URL. You can also follow her online at Coaching with Dr. Alicia. So, everybody, please have a great day. It was wonderful talking to you. Uh, we love you. We can't wait to talk to you again. And uh, have a great day. God bless you. And uh, we will see you soon. Take care now. Peace. Okay, bye everyone.